right, everybody. Let's get this show started. Welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. You are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key. Happy Labor Day to everybody. This is episode 699. That's right. Tomorrow, I will have my 700th episode, and it is going to be absolutely epic. You've got to tune into that one because it's going to be very special. We've got a great show because I've broken down this show into segments. I'm going to be doing this every Monday for the entire football season. I'm going to have my high school football reaction show and my college football reaction show. When the NFL gets here, I'll have my NFL reaction show as well. But you can catch those on Facebook Live and YouTube, and they will be aired later in the broadcast. I also did a post-game interview with the Columbus State soccer coach, Jay Intlick, as Columbus State did fall to Embry-Riddle 2-0 in their opener on Saturday. I was at that game. And then I watched college football all Saturday, and it was a lot of fun. Great high school football on Friday. The NFL is going to be next week, this Thursday night, the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Detroit Lions. Throughout the week, I will preview the upcoming NFL Week 1. I'll get into some fantasy football, and then I will preview Week 2 in college football and also Week 4 in high school football. Football's here. I'm excited. I know that the calendar has turned September, and some people out there will post the Sound of Music memes. Yes, my non-football fans, I'm talking to you. The whole Julie Andrews, this is me not caring about football. Come on, it is funny. But football is what we live for down here in the South. So let's go ahead and get right into the show. Florida State last night, wow. Statement win, 45-24 over LSU. This game was close in the first half. But Florida State was able to dominate. Jordan Travis with five touchdowns, and now he is on my list for Heisman contenders. I'm going to have a top five list every week, and he is going to be up there with Shadir Sanders, Michael Pinnex, Caleb Williams, and Travis Hunter. I don't know if I'm more impressed with Florida State, or am I disappointed with LSU? LSU could not capitalize in that first half. They were down in the red zone twice and could not score Taking a 17-14 lead into the half, they did not make any adjustments. Florida State was the aggressor, scoring a touchdown, stopping LSU, and then you look up, and Florida State's already up 38-17. I know that head coach Brian Kelly is going to take a lot of heat for this game. This more than likely gashes LSU's college football playoff hopes, but LSU has to play flawless football from here on out. And they still have a very tough schedule to include Alabama in Tuscaloosa. The first game that was televised yesterday, it was on CBS. You had Oregon State going down to San Jose State. They win 42-17. DJ Uyangalele had five total touchdowns. Boy, this transfer portal is starting to get fun. Oregon State, one of two remaining teams in the Pac-12. I cannot believe... 
what the Pac-12 did over this past week and so far on the season. 13-0. I said before that the Pac-12 is loaded. Moving on to the Braves, they lose to the Dodgers yesterday 3-1. The Dodgers avoid the four-game sweep, but the Atlanta Braves are getting ready for a big home stretch. It's September baseball. Truett's Park taking on the Cardinals, and I'm looking at their schedule. They got a pretty easy schedule. All they got to do is try to win these games to get home field advantage and get ready for the postseason. This is where they could start resting starters because I feel that the Braves have the most explosive team in baseball, and they are the favorites to win the World Series. A couple of sporting events from last night. I mean, Coco Golf, she's in the U.S. Open. I don't talk a whole lot about tennis on this show, but it's always great to root for an American. She's 19, and she upset the number one tennis player in the world. The United States loses to Lithuania in the FIBA basketball tournament in the second round. And Atlanta United over the weekend. A 2-2 draw with FC Dallas. And Lionel Messi late last night. Playing in the bright lights of Hollywood. Inter-Miami defeats LAFC 3-1. Lionel Messi with two assists. And since Lionel Messi has been in the MLS, just the MLS games, Inter-Miami is 2-0-1. So Messi has made an impact in the MLS. I'm not sure if Inter-Miami is going to make the playoffs for the MLS, but he has definitely made an impact. All right, I think it's time to take that first break. We're going to go pay some bills, and when we come back, I'm going to have my high school football reaction show. You don't want to go anywhere. It's a sports beat. We'll be right back. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home, offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bug, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Find best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan. 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Fridays, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in point one miles. <sighs> Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high. 
with Bishop Daniel Hottaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the Word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. How is everybody doing out there? I hope you're all enjoying your Labor Day weekend. It is Saturday, and I'm coming on to the Sports Beat with Richard Holders for a special edition. Every Saturday morning, I'm going to have my high school football reaction show, and this will be aired on WQEE on Monday. Just a reminder that this is the Sports Beat with Richard Holders, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. And you can catch an episode of the Sports Beat Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan. We have a jam-packed show because I'm on today for my quick reaction on all the high school football scores. We've had some upsets. We had some games that we expected the outcome. Thrift Berenger and I had the privilege to call the Shaw-Harris County game at Danny Durham Field in Hamilton, Georgia. That is also where we had high school game day. I am absolutely blown away. What a high school game day. We had the cheerleaders. We had the drum line. We had a drone flying, and we even had Shaw kickers kicking field goals trying to target the P&B broadcasting van that was behind us. It was an absolutely incredible atmosphere. There was a little rain in the forecast, and we had to bring out the tent. There was a little drizzle. It affected the Wi-Fi on the broadcast, so that one of the reasons why the live video was choppy, but we'll go ahead and get that fixed. We will upload that broadcast so you could re-watch it. I thought it was an excellent broadcast by Thrift Berenger and myself. A big shout-out to Rick Beach from Kutsu Sports, who helped out with high school game day and really was the brainchild with the cheerleaders and the drumline. It was absolutely incredible that he was able to pull that off. And also, the Harris County Little League team was honored before the game, and head coach Chris Gilstrap and his outstanding kids that have won two straight state championships for Georgia and were two games away from Williamsport. So it was just a great atmosphere overall. And you got to give credit to Shaw. Their fans made the trip. And Nicholas Bates, let's be honest, if he didn't go down, I think it could have been a different outcome. It left Shaw one-dimensional. Nicholas Bates left the game with an injury. It was really a back-and-forth game, 7-7 seven to seven, as both teams' offensive possessions. They scored a touchdown on their first possession and I thought it was going to be an offensive game, a back-and-forth game. Once Nicholas Bates went out of the game, Shaw could not do what they wanted to do offensively, and so Harris County was able to take advantage of that, and they win the game 28-7 to as it was a dominating performance by the running back, Matei Yeomans. He had two touchdown runs, but Levi Watson with a touchdown pass to Jacob Brown to make it 7-0 in that first half. Miguel Silvilla also had a touchdown run. And Harris County, 2-1, and one, have matched their win total from last year. And they will host Howard of Macon next week at Tiger Stadium, Danny Durham Field. And we hope to be back 
up in the county. Looking like November 3rd might be the next game where they take on McIntosh. And also October the 6th at Kinnett Stadium, the big rivalry, two 5A schools in the Chattahoochee Valley, Harris County and Northside. Should be a lot of fun. I'm excited about that. Let's go ahead and break down the scores because we had some upsets. I was scoreboard watching, uh, you know, big shout out to Thrift Behringer's brother, Tucker Behringer, for giving us score updates. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with Enterprise going up to the Duck, taking on the Auburn Tigers. This was a top five matchup. I was shocked. I heard that Enterprise was up 14 nothing. I was like, wow. Enterprise was able to hold on for the upset win over the Auburn Tigers, 17 to 16, and Enterprise is 2-0 on the season. Enterprise is one of those teams you got to watch out for because they still got to play Central. They still got to play Opelika. There is some great teams in this region, and Enterprise is one of those teams that does compete for a state championship. This is a huge loss. I know that it's a region loss. It could determine the factor of Auburn and seeding when it comes to the playoffs. I still think the Auburn Tigers are one of the top teams in 7A as they made it to the state championship game last season. And remember, they play Central. Let's talk about Central in the backyard brawl, having no problem beating Smith Station 51 to nothing. And really, what can you say about Andrew Alford? He has really been an all-world quarterback, making that transition into head coach Patrick Nix's offense and the Central Red Devils, 2-0 on the season. They are looking great so far. Glenwood gets a big road victory over the undefeated Fort Dale Academy, 35-7. Glenwood is 3-0 on the season, and they will take on Bessemer Academy next week. And that should be a lot of fun. I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Two weeks from now, Glenwood, Lee Scott Academy. That is going to be a massive region game, a rematch of the AISA Championship. And Thrift and I expect to be at the Swamp for high school game day in two weeks. So we have Russell County on a bye. All the teams in Alabama. Beauregard gets a win over Central Haynesville, 47 to nothing. We had Lochapoca. They're 2-0 on the season, getting a big win over the Beulah Bobcats, 14-12. And then one of the most underrated rivalries in the Chattahoochee Valley. This is my favorite rivalry because these two teams just do not like each other, and it really means a lot when these two teams play. Valley and Lynette. So Lynette played Valley at Rams Stadium. Valley gets the 41-14 victory over the Lynette Panthers. Valley is 1-1 on the season. Lynette. Falls to one and one. Lynette is going to take on Horseshoe Bend next week. Valley will take on region opponent, the Beauregard Hornets. Beauregard is two and zero oh on the season. We also have Lee Scott Academy, no problem over Monroe Academy, fifty-one to nothing. Just great action in Alabama. Now let's swing over to the Georgia side. We talked about Harris County getting the win over Shaw down in Columbus at Kinnett Stadium. The Kendrick Cherokees get their first victory of the season. Congratulations to head coach Robert Martin. They defeated the Heritage Hawks from the GIAA, 14 to nothing. Down at Otis Spencer Stadium, Spencer loses in a heartbreaker to the 4A school out of Albany, the Westover Patriots, by a score of 20 to 14. And then we have some 
games. Max Strong Stadium, first Presbyterian day, defeats Brookstone 46-28. to And it is Brookstone's second loss. They go to 0-2. The Jordan Red Jackets were on the road. They lose to Mount Zion 48-6. to You also have Calvary Christian. They get their first loss of the season. They lose to Kings Ridge Christian 21-6. And Calvary's next game will be up in Woodland, Woodbury, against Flint River Academy, the undefeated Flint River Academy. And we expect to be there on Friday night. I'm excited about that game. Other games, Schley County, still undefeated, gets the 30 to nothing victory over Early County. And then the game of the week. This was the game of the week for WTVM. This should have been the game of the week for the sports beat, but we know that the Central and Smith Station fans stuffed the ballot box. Let's let's be honest there. Uh, I do have a lot of uh, Twitter followers that are Central fans. Troop County and Callaway. Now, when we had high school game day, I went against the grain and I picked Troop County in this game. Both teams are state title contenders. Callaway won the state title in 2020. Troop County went to the semifinals last season. Two outstanding quarterbacks, Teo Todd for Troop County, Deshaun Coleman for Callaway. Troop County gets the win against the Callaway Cavaliers, 21-13. And Troop, 3-0 on the season. Callaway goes to 1-1. Remember, this Callaway team started 0-3 last year. Both teams are going to be fine. They are going to make a deep state title run. I can assure you that. And a big shout-out to Kevin Eckleberry from BTV Sports for covering both outstanding schools. He got on last night and had his reaction show. Uh, So follow his stuff, BTV Sports, if you are a fan of all sports up in the LaGrange, Troop County area. He covers Valley. He covers Heard County. Does an awesome job. And so looking down on the list, let's go ahead and go over to the Noonan schools. I want to make sure to give the Noonan schools some love here on the show because this show is broadcasted on a Noonan station. How about the East Coweta Indians? 3-0 on the season. They defeated Hillgrove 38-10. And guess what? They have got a massive game next week. They are hosting the defending 3A state champion Sandy Creek next week. And that is going to be a massive game. Stars Mill, they get the win over Luella, 28-17. to Whitewater goes to 2-1 and one on the season as they defeat Griffin, 34-6. to six. Mary Persons in a nail-biter defeats Trinity Christian, 23-20. to 20. Villa Rica puts Northgate in the loss column for the first time this season, defeating Northgate 24-3. And then you have McIntosh, 3-0 on the season. Remember, Harris County is going to play McIntosh on November 3rd, the final regular season game of the season, and they defeat Woodland 37-21. South Atlanta narrowly escapes Heard County 24-21. Taylor County. How about the Taylor County Vikings? Two and one on the season as they defeat Montgomery County 28 to 21. Terrell County defeats Greenville 33 to 22. 
And finally, Baconton of Charter, Baconton Charter, rather, defeats Central Italbaton 53-12. Let's go over to Major League Baseball. This game was late last night. By the time I got home from the Shaw-Harris County game, this game was still going on. The Atlanta Braves, statement win over the Dodgers, 6-3. Max Freed pitched a gym. Ronald Acuna Jr. with another home run. This is feeling like a playoff series. The Braves just threw out their two biggest starters and took down the Dodgers on the road. And they now have a six-game lead over the Dodgers for the overall number one seed in the National League. I expect these two teams to meet in the playoffs, possibly the NLCS. Who knows? You, but you got the number one and number two seed going into the playoffs, which we are about a month away. And I am excited. Baseball is my first love. Yes, I am a San Francisco Giants fan. You can call me out on that. That's okay. I root for the Atlanta Braves because I've lived in Georgia since 2006, and I want to root for all the local teams here in Georgia. Speaking of the local teams in Georgia, Georgia Tech played last night in the Affleck kickoff classic against Louisville. I was very impressed with Haynes King. I thought that a Georgia Tech quarterback passing for over 300 yards, Haynes King had 313 yards and three touchdowns. Now, he did throw a pick, but Georgia Tech looked really good to start the game. But... They could not finish the game. They blew a 28-13 lead, and Louisville came back, and they won the game 39-34. But this Georgia Tech team is young, learning under the full head coach as Brent Key has taken over full-time. Really, this is his first year as head coach for the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And there's going to be some growing pains, but I like the passing of the former Texas A&M quarterback, Haynes Keene. And I think that this is a Georgia Tech offense that we like to see. This is not what Hall of Famer Paul Johnson's offense was like with the triple option. And when having incredible quarterbacks like Harris County's Taquan Marshall and Justin Thomas and Nesbitt, uh, Josh Nesbitt, I forgot his first name, but Josh Nesbitt. This is a much different offense, and it's not Jeff Collins' offense. It's Brent Key's offense, and he is going to get, get Georgia Tech to compete in the ACC, and we know that the ACC is going to have Cal, Stanford, and SMU. So uh, we'll see what 2024 looks like. I mean, the season's not over. I mean, this is a conference game. They lose to a Louisville team they should have beat, but, hey, it's still a long season, and the Georgia Tech fans came out at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Georgia Tech is going to be fine. I have flown by all the games for high school football. Stay tuned. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to have my reaction show for college football. I do want to go over some of the big games that are being played tonight. We have Virginia taking on Tennessee at noon. This is going to be a very emotional game for the Virginia Cavaliers. And what they went through last year was heartbreaking. And I know that this is something that starts the healing process for the Virginia Cavaliers. 
locally here in the Chattahoochee Valley. 3.30 kickoff, Auburn taking on UMass. You got Alabama taking on MTSU at 7 p.m. Georgia taking on UT Martin at 6. That game is going to be on ESPN+. And so with that being said, really, week two really revs up. The big game I'm really looking forward to tonight is the Duke Mayo Classic, North Carolina and South Carolina, because you have Drake May going up against Spencer Rattler for the South Carolina Gamecocks, who under Frank Beamer, under Shane Beamer, not, not Frank Beamer, that's his dad, under Shane Beamer, the South Carolina Gamecocks were one of the hottest teams just rolling through the regular season toward the end of the season last year, defeating Clemson, defeating Tennessee. They were on a roll. Can they keep that momentum? Because I cannot wait for that game in two weeks against Georgia, the CBS 330 game. I just, what can I say? I'm excited. I am actually very excited. I'm here to make a special announcement. So Thrip Berenger from Sports Visions and Georgia Alabama Sports Live has invited me to go to the Georgia UAB game. There's an extra press pass, and I'm going to represent Georgia Alabama Sports Live and Sports Visions, and I'm going to do them proud. This will be my first major college football game as a member of the media, and I am honored to be a member of the media. I felt it was a big deal when I got media credentials to attend high school football games. And uh, this is the next step to where I want to go as a broadcaster. I think attending sporting events as a member of the media is a huge step because we can really, really go into depth on the coverage on what we want to talk about on the next show. Don't forget the Thrift Barringer and I will have our Georgia Alabama Sports Live weekly scoreboard show. You want to check that out. We're going to try to get another show in with Rick Beach. We're going to talk about the Shaw-Harris County game. This has been a lot of fun. I hope that everybody has a great rest of your day. Don't forget, you can catch a rebroadcast of this on WQEE on Monday. I hope everybody has a great Labor Day weekend, and we'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Suite A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in, take out, it's Wishbone Fried Chicken right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern. You'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. 
Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot. It's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at cdc.gov slash fight flu. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We are presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live, and I'm excited about this show. This is the reaction show the day after. I can't believe college football is here. What an exciting day of incredible upsets. Uh, we'll get into all the local teams. I will talk about Columbus State Soccer and the Atlanta Braves, but I want to remind everybody that you can listen to the show on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. And this is going to be just an absolutely incredible show. You know, the calendar rolls around to September and we got a little bit of fall weather and it was great. I, after the Columbus State soccer game, because I called it on the Peach Belt Network, I went home, I watched college football, I saw all the local teams in action. I will give my breakdown on the local teams and my impression. And I'm going to give you the best college football show that I can give you. And look, I really love college football, even though I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area and I love the NFL. But it's really just an incredible atmosphere. Saturdays meant for college football in the South. We love college football so much. We're going to go ahead and start this show with Colorado TCU. This might be the game of the year. And I actually posted that on social media. You know, some people are saying like Lee Corso, not so fast. The impact that Deion Sanders is making at Colorado. I'm stunned. I did not expect this at all. I thought that maybe it was going to take a rebuild because he came in as the head football coach at Colorado and cleaned house and brought some of his guys from Jackson State, including his son, Shadir Sanders. I'll get to him because he had a Heisman moment yesterday. And Travis Hunter, the two-way player, the number one recruit out of Collins Hill in Georgia, he had an incredible game. A 20-point underdog, the Colorado Buffaloes, pull off the upset over the TCU Horn Frogs. And remember, TCU was in the national championship game last season against Georgia. This was a back-and-forth game. I watched it on Fox. It was on the big noon kickoff. By the way, Gus Johnson is my favorite play-by-play -play and answer. Hands down. His excitement level really left that game to a lot of eyeballs on TV. Had a huge rating, I believe. I can't wait to see what the ratings are for that because people want to see Dion, whether you like him, whether you don't like him. What is there not to like? He is genuine and he backs it up. He talked about establishing a culture at Colorado. They're moving to the Big 12 next year. Huge upset win, 37-34 to 34 over TCU. And I think they just keep on rolling. I mean, they're going to be underdogs in some games. But I think this Colorado team is for real. And I want to talk about his son because Shadir Sanders, 
broke a school record for 510 yards passing. He had four touchdowns. He looked poised. A lot of people thought that Colorado's line play was not going to be a factor, that it might suffer, that Colorado does have some skill players. But the O-line helped Shadir Sanders have time to throw in the pocket. He would roll out to the right or the left and make plays. There were Colorado receivers wide open. you got to give credit to Dion and Coach Prime's coaching staff for generating play calls to a team going up against a team that went to the national championship last year. I mean, I cannot stress that enough. And going into a hostile environment in Fort Worth, Texas, and Colorado gets the big win. This was a statement win, and it really put everybody in the college football world on notice. And I want to say, uh, this is a shameful plug. I want to give a shout out to all those people in the media that really believed in Dion and his vision. And, and you know, if you're like a Georgia Tech fan, I know that there was wishful thinking that Dion would go to Georgia Tech when he was at Jackson State and he did what he did and established a culture and got the number one recruit in the country to go to Jackson State. I was a believer in Dion, and you have players that now transfer. I mean, you got the former Alabama running back, Trey Sanders, now on TCU. You have former FBS uh, players that are now playing at the FCS level because of NIL money. I mean, that's really the landscape of college football. And I think that the Colorado Buffaloes are going to compete. It's going to be a little tough because I think the Pac-12, I'll get into some of these teams in the Pac-12. I think the Pac-12 is loaded this year, but a great win for the Colorado Buffaloes. Speaking of the Pac-12, want to talk about Michael Penex Jr. He is really going to be a Heisman contender and what he did against Boise State. That was another game I watched. It was the later game after I watched TCU in Colorado. I watched a little bit of Washington and Boise State and Michael Penex Jr. looked poised. He looks like that he is here for the party. Caleb Williams did his thing. I mean, you have some Heisman contenders in the Pac-12, but what about Oregon? I know it's Portland State. Oregon put up 81 points on Portland State. Uh, not too bad after their opening loss last year to Georgia. And uh, Bo Nix has included himself in the Heisman race as well. And I think the Pac-12, they want to go out with a bang. I think the Pac-12 is going to have a statement in their last season. Majority of the teams last seasons, as everybody is leaving the conference next year, you got Oregon State and Washington State that are left out on an island. Hopefully a conference comes in and swoops them up. I know that there's talks about the Mountain West, but it's going to be a fun college football season. I hope to have some guests on in the next couple of weeks. Don't forget that Thrift Behringer and I will have our Georgia Alabama Sports Live scoreboard show as I'm doing more stuff with Georgia Alabama Sports Live. This podcast is presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. And I also share a lot of the stuff and put it on the radio station as well because I do have a radio show five days a week on WQEE from two to three. I'm on after Rod Peterson right before Braves Country today with Mac McGee and the Art Share quarterback. Also, if you 
can't watch the show on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, or you're having trouble finding the station because of the online, or you're just not in the Noonan area, you can always listen to the replay of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's just a great way to subscribe to the show, download the show, and just listen to it in your car. You know, I do a, a show an hour a day, five days a week. And so there's good content, and I try to do my best to give you the best content that you deserve. What's different about this show is I try to keep it local to Columbus. So when I'm talking about college football, I try to give a shout out to the local players in the Chattahoochee Valley, like the former Troop County Tiger, Jamari Thrash, who scored a big touchdown on Friday night when Louisville played Georgia Tech. I'm going to keep an eye on Penn football. I know they don't start until September 8th because they're running back Malachi Hosley, the former Northside Patriot running back. I had the privilege of calling one of his games. And as I get more involved in high school football, I'm going on my third year covering high school football in the Chattahoochee Valley. There will be some players that I remember covering that will be playing at the next level. And I want to give them some love on this show and try to give them shout outs as well. Let's go into the local teams, the three teams that we cover here in Columbus. I'm going to start with Auburn. Auburn played first. They played at 3.30. They're taking on UMass at Jordan-Hare Stadium. The Hugh Freeze era begins in Auburn. A big shout-out to Thrip Berenger and Rick Beach. Rick Beach from Kutsu Sports, Thrip Berenger from Sports Visions, and Georgia Alabama Sports Live. They were at the game, and I cannot wait to get their insight on what it felt like, that electric atmosphere, and just the fans the waving the towels and the the Eagle swooping down to the 50-yard line. College football is back. The tailgating, the college football traditions, and Peyton Thorne, good quarterback. He can throw the football. I liked how Auburn used Robbie Ashford down in the red zone. In fact, they had a cool nickname for him on the broadcast, Red Zone Robbie. I love it. And Auburn, no problem against UMass, 59-14. to I know that the offense struggled last year under Brian Harson. If you're an Auburn fan, you got to be happy what Hugh Freeze is bringing to the table. And Auburn, I believe, going to beat Cal next week. They're going to beat Sanford. They're going to be 3-0 and going into that Texas A&M game. And, and I'm really excited to see Auburn take it on Texas A&M. And I still think this is a 7-8 win team. But Auburn is going to win some games they're not supposed to win. And they might impress some people and they might have a more surprising record maybe eight nine wins and i think this team is only going to continue getting better under hugh freeze now if you're a georgia fan look i follow a lot of georgia fans on social media they panicked after that first half i'll be honest with you going up 17 to nothing on an fcs school in ut martin yeah they they panicked look it's going to take time for Carson Beck to know Mike Bobo's system. You don't have a new offensive coordinator for the Georgia Bulldogs, but Carson Beck is going to be fine. He had some good plays, extending drives. I thought that utilizing Brock Bowers when necessary, I mean, he's a freak. He is the best player in college football, in my opinion. And Georgia was able to come out on top eventually because of their depth. 
yes, it is UT Martin. UT Martin played a very good defensive game in that first half. And I thought that Georgia held its own as they defeat UT Martin 48-7. to Now let's talk about Alabama. Alabama was playing on the SEC Network last night. This was another game that I watched. Uh, not necessarily from start to finish. I just wanted to see a first couple of drives for the Alabama Crimson Tide to see uh, how they would respond. And I'm impressed. I'm impressed with Jalen Milrow. He becomes the first Alabama player to pass for three touchdowns and rush for two. What Jalen Milrow is doing is good enough to win games. I want to see his arm. I want to see if the run game is not there, if he's facing an elite defense, can he win games with his arm? Isaiah Bond really stepped up because I thought that the two receivers that Alabama had that were going to step up was Ja'Cory Brooks and uh, Burton. But Isaiah Bond, good wide receiver. You have uh, Jace McClellan. Alabama is absolutely loaded. And Nick Saban is here to stay. This is one of the favorites to win the national championship. I would not be surprised if they do win the national championship, but Jalen Milrow has got to develop more of a passing game because they could get into situations where they're facing an elite defense. I cannot wait till next week when they play Texas. That is going to be the game that I've penciled on the calendar that I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch from start to finish, possibly on my phone as I put the kids to bed. But still, the, that's the great thing about the technology we have is that I could put the AirPods in my ears and watch college football on my phone. I didn't even turn on the TV yesterday. I watched all the college football games on my phone. And, you know, my phone's charging in the background anyway. So Alabama, great win, 56-14 to 14 over MTSU and a pretty good start for the three teams in the Chattahoochee Valley that we cover. Don't forget that you can catch Thrift Berenger and DJ Jones on Sports Visions, Smooth R&B 92.1, Mondays and Thursdays from 4 to 6 as they have players, former players, beat riders that break down all the local teams here in the Chattahoochee Valley. It's a lot of fun. We do have some other college football games I want to get into. We did have some big upsets. Fresno State upset Purdue. I thought that was a huge upset. And then you have Texas State beating Baylor. This is the biggest win for Texas State since they won that game back in the early 90s when they were known as the Texas State Armadillos. Nah, just kidding. Big shout out to the movie Necessary Roughness. When I first heard of Texas State, that's what came to mind. Those green uniforms, Scott Bakula is their quarterback. Classic funny movie Kathy Ireland as a kicker yeah I had to give some love to the Texas State armadillos but uh, yeah the Texas State Bobcats get a win over an FBS school in the Baylor Bears let's talk about Ohio State because Kyle McCord is now their quarterback he is taking the place of CJ Stroud they still have the two best wide receivers in all of college football Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jackson Smith. Now he's on the Seahawks. What am I talking about? They are Omeko Menu is the other. I hope I get his name right. Correct me on in the comments if I got his name wrong. Travion Henderson, a pretty good running back. 
Look, they struggled against Indiana. I'm not going to lie to you. Their defense might be elite, but they defeated Indiana 23-3. to And did it feel weird hearing Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson call a Big Ten game? I was watching that game, and it was like, it's on CBS, and it's like, it felt weird. And so next week, the CBS game is going to be UNLV in Michigan. I mean, that's just going to feel weird because I'm used to hearing them and watching them call uh, the 3.30 game for the SEC, which we will have in a couple of weeks, South Carolina and Georgia. I'm, I'm excited about that game too. So Ohio State, they struggled a little bit. They'll be fine. I don't think they're going to fall in the rankings. Ohio State does this from time to time. They'll have the first game jitters where they're slow out the gate but I still think they have an elite defense and that offense will figure some things out. You got a new quarterback. Kyle McCord is going to have to learn the system, but with Ohio state quarterbacks, it seems like they plug and play just about everybody, whether it's Cardell Jones, JT Barrett, Braxton Miller, the, the list goes on and on all the Ohio state quarterbacks that have been in the system. You remember Joe Burrow was in the system for Ohio state and then he transferred to LSU. I want to give some local love to the Georgia teams, whether you're FCS or FBS or NAIA. You had Point University that went down to Valdosta State. They ended up losing. They are 0-2 on the season. Georgia Southern, they beat the Citadel 34 to nothing. Congratulations to the Georgia Southern Eagles. I do have some colleagues that work with the broadcast for Georgia Southern. You know, want to give a shout out to Georgia Southern down in Statesboro. I know they they love their Georgia Southern Eagles and Paulson Stadium. I've got to get to a game. That is just an incredible atmosphere down there. If I'm down there in Statesboro, I've got to make sure that I get to a game. And then you have the Mercer Bears, who got a big win against North Alabama last week in the FCS kickoff. They went to Oxford to take on Lane Kiffin's Ole Miss Rebels, and they Lost 73-7, to seven, but Mercer's going to be fine. They'll be back at Five Star Stadium, and he'll, they'll have a jam-packed house in Macon. Uh, I've actually I've reached out to some colleagues in Macon. I would love to do a crossover show where we talk about some of the Macon athletics, including Mercer football. It is great. I know they do a great job covering Mercer football down there. And then Troy. Troy got a big win over Stephen F. Austin. 48 to 30. A big shout out to Jonathan Shushke, aka Buckets. He plays golf at Stephen F. Austin. I know that he's a huge fan of the Lumberjacks and giving him some love here on the show, talking about Stephen F. Austin. And he's even been on ESPN Plus. How cool is that? That Buckets has been on ESPN Plus calling games, uh, does a great job and a huge talent. And we miss you in Columbus. But we know that you'll be back during the summertime. And uh, I know you're representing down there in uh, Stephen F. Austin. So that was a great. I just wanted to mention that game. We do have a doubleheader today for college football. Oregon State and their new starting quarterback, DJ Uyangalele, going to Spartan Stadium to take on the San Jose State Spartans. I don't expect a whole lot of fans there because – like I said before, nobody cares about college football in Northern California. And that will be my hot sports take. And then probably the game of the 
week. I know I already said that, oh, Colorado TCU is the game of the year. This could be the game of, of the week is LSU and Florida State. The quarterback battle, Jalen Daniels for LSU, Jordan Travis for Florida State. Florida State was one of the hottest teams ending the college football season. They ended LSU's college football playoff hopes in the beginning of the season, defeating them on a crazy play. Second year coach Brian Kelly for LSU is out for revenge. It's the Camping World Kickoff Classic in Orlando, and it is going to be absolutely bonkers tonight between Florida State and LSU. All right, a couple of side notes, and then I will get into my Week 2 preview. I call Columbus State soccer. They were playing a top-10 team. A big shout-out to Coach Jay Entlick for having that interview after the game. You can hear that interview here on WQEE later this week. The Columbus State soccer team, fresh off their final four appearance last year, they fell to Embry-Riddle 2-0 at the Walden Soccer Complex. I called the game along with a baseball player from CSU, Andrew Rubin. We called it for the Peach Belt Network. It was a lot of fun being back in the, in the broadcast booth up at the Walden Soccer Complex and calling Columbus State soccer. And their next home game is going to be Wednesday, September the 20th against Clayton State University. You catch that game on the Peach Belt Network. Big shout out to the Atlanta Braves. They play the Dodgers again today, going for the four-game sweep. They defeated the Dodgers 4-2 to two in extra innings. They pick up their 90th win. They are now seven ahead of the Dodgers for the best record in the National League for home field advantage. And Ronald Acuna Jr. hits his 31st home run. Bryce Elder ends up pitching a gym. And the Braves can really put the Dodgers out of their misery today going for the four-game sweep. I love the Braves during this time as they make a huge postseason run. I don't want us college football fans to forget about the Braves. I know Justin Dale doesn't forget about the Braves during this time. Tyler Redman, he is all over the Braves during this time. By the way, a big shout-out to WRBL's Tyler Redman. You can catch his podcast, Braves on Deck with Tyler Redman. You can catch it on YouTube. If you love the Braves, he has got all the insight on covering the Braves. And also, I want to give a special plug to a local guy here in Columbus, actually from Harris County, who is becoming a national superstar I'm talking about Josh Pate. You can catch his Late Kick podcast on Sunday nights, Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, starting at 8. I cannot wait to hear his show tonight because he breaks down college football like nobody else. And I just admire his work ethic and what he has done as a broadcaster. And so I just want to say a big shout out to Josh Pate and Pate State and everything about the Late Kick podcast, which is absolutely incredible. And I cannot wait to see where he is going to go for his Once Upon a Saturday tour. More than likely, I'm going to take a guess and say Tuscaloosa because you have Texas and Alabama coming next week, possibly. All right. Well, that's all the time I have here on the show. This has been my reaction show. Got up Sunday morning before church. And I decided to do a reaction show to college football. I plan on doing this every week. I'll have a high school football reaction show Saturday morning. 
I'll have a college football reaction show Sunday morning. And then when the NFL gets here, I'll just include that in Monday's show. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. And we'll talk to you next time. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. The Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. What is going on, everybody? Richard Holdridge for Georgia Alabama Sports Live. I am here at the Walden Soccer Complex here with the head coach of the Columbus State women's soccer team, Coach Jay Entlick. And Coach, it's a tough match between a nationally ranked team, Embry-Riddle, lost 2-0, but it's the first game of the season. Both teams expected to make the NCAA tournament. Coach, how are you feeling after the first game of the season? Well, it's crazy because, like, last year we had the same matchup, and uh, we lost 1-0 last year. And, uh, it, you know, the, the positive thing is is we played a really good opponent, and, and they picked apart some of our weaknesses. And so now we can go back and we can identify what we have to work on. And, you know, hey, it's – the reason we put together a tough schedule is to play teams like this. So it was awesome. Absolutely. Columbus State was nationally ranked number third in the nation, taking on the number 10 ranked team. And it was a nice crowd here at the Walden Soccer Complex for the home opener. And it was an exciting match. And you had some opportunities. I love seeing the mixture of your young players and the veterans that went to the Final Four last year, like Lauren Barnes and Emma Badeau. And what are you looking forward to with this team? with the young players gelling with the veterans that has that Final Four experience? Yeah, it's, um, it just takes a little bit of time. I think, you know, the, the thing that we're trying to make sure our players know is, um, you know, championships take time to build, and uh, we have to be patient. And uh, the group we had last year, you, you know, a lot of those kids were returning players, and we didn't have to integrate too many new players to the roster. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's tricky, but we understand that, we want to put ourselves out there against really good teams and and grow from these experiences. And so we got a week, and then uh, we're going to prepare for Catawba. Coach, let's talk about soccer in the community because you have a CSU camp in the summer, Concord Fire South, one of the club teams. You work with Eric Steinhauser and Warren Fund of Estasian. I mean, they really do great things for soccer in this community. But what? tell everybody about that partnership with the young soccer players in this community that, that play at CYSC and Concord Fire South, and basically what you have here with the resources and the facility here at Columbus State. Yeah, it, it's been a blessing. I mean, I, I moved here 20 years ago, and uh, my children all have grown up playing out at Woodruff Farm Soccer Complex, playing for different organizations and uh, playing 
club soccer and and playing middle school soccer high school soccer so it's it's just we've really embraced the community and uh i'll tell you it's been awesome and the support we had today just shows you um all, all these kids out here enjoying uh a wonderful Saturday and uh, it's great because uh, I know we have to compete with college football. So uh, it's awesome to get them out here and be supportive. Coach, the next home game is going to be right here at the Walton soccer complex on Wednesday, September the 20th against your peach belt rival Clayton state university. What are some of the things you're expecting as soon as you get into peach belt conference play? Well, you know, the beauty of us being at Columbus State is playing in a, in a very, very difficult conference. And so uh, we, we love competing in the Peach Belt. We love, uh, you know, trying to win championships like we've done over the years. But uh, it's an awesome conference. And on any given day, anybody can beat anybody. So it's, uh, we, 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 you know, we're going to try and put ourselves in a situation where we play a really hard non-conference schedule to prepare us for the, the Peach Belt. But um Beach Bell is different. It's um, it's a grind every game, and uh, we love being in the conference. Uh, it, you know, we love the support because again, uh, a lot of people say you know it's CSU versus CSU, and uh, so this is kind of like who's the real CSU. So exactly. it's kind of like having a little bit of fun. But uh, Ross Henderson's done done a great job up at Clayton, and uh, looking forward to that matchup. Coach, good luck the rest of the season, and we are looking forward to great things for this Columbus State soccer team in the 2023 season. Awesome. Thank you. All right. That was head coach Jay Intledge of the CSU women's soccer team. This is Richard Holders for Georgia Alabama Sports Live, presented by Sports Visions. Special thanks to Thrift Barringer, DJ Jones. You can catch them Mondays and Thursdays from 4 to 6 on Smooth RB 921. Don't forget that Thrift Barringer and I will have our scoreboard show this Sunday. Stay tuned for that and all the live streaming events that we plan on doing. And uh, this has been fun, and uh, we will see you next time. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.